0: Brooklyn's Radio brings you City Update with Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys.
1: Hello and welcome to City Update with financial wizard Lee Humphreys. This week we'll be burying our heads in the sand somewhat and take a break from looking at the UK's horrendous unemployment projections and instead concentrate on the world's stock markets. Now Lee, a few months back, at the end of March I think it was, the world's stock markets had plunged and a fan of Brooklyn's radio emailed in saying surely this must be a good time to invest. Well, you didn't offer any advice of course but you certainly did predict quite correctly that the markets would snap back. And the phrase you used was, for investors, this is the only game in town. Now, now this surge in share prices, particularly in America, has not only snapped back, but continued. So what's going on? Well, um, you may have seen, uh, Ian, the Nasdaq closed
0: again on Wednesday at another record high. But if you're looking for potential bubbles, then can I point you in the direction of China first? The Shanghai Composite Index is up around 15%. In the past fortnight, Monday alone saw a 5.7% increase, um, its biggest gain in five years, incidentally. A front-page editorial in the state-owned China Securities Journal took most of the credit for the move, um, talking up the prospect of a healthy, as they describe it, bull market,
1: essentially encouraging investors to load up on stocks. And uh, I guess this rally isn't sustainable, is it? Uh, Well, um, in a short-term No,
0: I'd I'd agree with that. But I would point out that the Shanghai index is still down by around 50% from its 2007 high. And that recent Chinese uh, economic uh, data is certainly impressive, particularly in the service industries, actually, Um, although there is always a lingering doubt as to the accuracy of any data that we see coming out of China, especially as we're hearing in the news so much
1: about shortening supply chains and reshoring manufacturing from the east. Well, I guess I was thinking uh, more along the lines of that every time we speak virtually, you let us know that the technology names in particular are hitting new highs.
0: Yeah, uh, that is true. The, the the longevity of the rally that we are seeing,
1: particularly in U.S.
0: tech names, uh, is bewildering, Ian, I grant you. Uh, but it does give me another chance at least to talk about uh, this show's favorite index, the FANG+, Plus, which rose nearly 5.5% on Monday and a further 2.8% Uh, on wednesday you'll recall that uh, index is comprised of some of the biggest names in tech in the u.s and is now up 40 percent on the year good on
1: any year you'd agree but one that's been dominated by a pandemic well that's pretty special and what are some of these names in this famous fang plus index our listener may have heard about well, um, there's, uh, all,
0: there's, there's been all-time highs this week for some of our favourite names of, of this programme. In there's Zoom, of course. Um, Netflix, well, we've all been watching that. Peloton, well, we've all been pretending to go on that, uh, to name a
1: few. But there were a couple of others that also caught my eye. So I guess you're going to talk about Amazon, because I saw their shares went over $3,000 on Monday. Uh, yeah, I saw that uh,
0: as well, incidentally, uh, actually, in Amazon's CEO, Jeff Bezos is. Ex-wife has seen her own personal wealth increase by $20 billion this year, which certainly won't make her any less attractive to some. But uh, the company itself has now joined that exclusive club of being valued over $1.5 trillion, along with Apple and Microsoft. To give you a further indication of how impressive this is as a milestone, the combined value of all 30 companies, Germany's main DAX index is just $1.3 trillion. No, let me guess. Uh, Tesla would be the other one, I guess. Yes, uh, that's right. Tesla uh, was the other name I was uh, thinking of uh, that also hit a, a new high. We love talking about Tesla here, don't we, Ian, on Brooklyn's radio. Um, but to me, and probably others, Tesla's advance in share price um, feels far different to that of Amazon's. Amazon currently has a year-on-year sales growth of 26%, a figure that Tesla could only dream of. And of course, it's yet to make anything close to a profit.
1: Yeah, I get this sense that many long ago stopped trying to make sense of Tesla. I mean, they send men into space. I know that. But I read this week that since its stock market debut 10 years ago, the share price has risen by 4,000%. Is that right? (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is. Uh, it's beyond parody, isn't it? Uh, it's actually up 600% in the last 12 months. And I love this. It's also increased 80% since Musk himself tweeted that Tesla's stock price is too high, in my opinion. Even old Elon doesn't get it. But get this, the increase in Tesla's share price just in the last week is equivalent to the combined value of GM, Ford and Fit Chrysler. The company is now worth three times that of the whole US auto sector by value. Last week, it surpassed Toyota to become the largest automaker by value in the world. Some may see this as a little unfair, given that Tesla produced 103,000 vehicles in the quarter up till March,
1: which contrasts with Toyota's 2.4 million. But there you are. So as you said before, there's nothing... Perhaps apart from sending people into space that Tesla are doing, that's particularly unique. Well, look, you could, in fact, Ian, make a strong
0: case that it's behind the curve somewhat. Amazon itself last uh, last month made a foray into the self driving uh, car market with the purchase of an autonomous taxi startup called Zooks for $1.2 billion. The so-called robo-taxis uh, self-driving electric-powered vehicles that can be summoned with the app on your phone. Zoox's strategy does not rely like um, Waymo and Cruise on adapting existing cars with self-driving technology. Instead, it's, develop- uh, it's developing a purpose-built vehicle with no steering wheel that can travel
1: in any direction now that is unique uh, unique indeed and moving back to this side of the atlantic but still staying with technology we've uh, been learning this week thanks to a sunday times investigation about some alleged awful goings-on in leicestershire a supplier that boohoo used. what can you tell us about that
0: yeah i mean the the story is Nothing short of horrific and really couldn't have come at a a worse time for Boohoo. For anyone still unaware of the situation, the investigation uncovered uh, that factory workers at a Boohoo supply in Leicester were being paid £3.00. 50 an hour, the minimum uh, wage uh, being £8.72 pence for over 25s, by the way, and comes on top of earlier reports of a lack of PPE, social distancing, and, and even workers
1: being forced to come back into work despite testing positive for COVID-19. Mm, I guess that didn't do a lot for their share prices, did it? Um, well, as of the close of
0: business on Wednesday, the shares were down over 40% from where they uh, closed the previous Friday, pretty much sort of raising all the gains year to date. Uh, the fall from grace, actually, for this uh, fairly recent uh, FTSE 100 constituent, and sort of once darling of the market, is dramatic.
1: Yeah, and some big manufacturers have shied away from it. Amazon, ASOS, and Next—they've uh, temporarily delisted Boohoo from their websites. Uh, it's not going to be good, is it? no i mean it 's not
0: going to be good. It will account actually that those those guys that you were talking about therein will will account for some of the fall in the share price but But wholesale really um, will be a small part of Boohoo's total sales. More impactful, I think, will be the uh, reputational damage, which will be substantial. The cost of investigation, uh, of the investigation they're about to launch, and one would hope a far better policing of their supply chains in future. However, in regard to the share price specifically, I think something called ESG um, will have accounted for most of the fall.
1: Well, I think I've um, picked up on most of your acronyms and abbreviations, but ESG, that's a new one on me. Yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there for you.
0: ESG or Environmental, Social or Governance. It's it's actually a method of investing which has actually come to prominence in the past decade, um, whereby investment professionals invest our money, not only in accordance with which companies are forecast to make a good return, but also in accordance
1: with ethical policies. Right, uh, that something our listener may well be unfamiliar with. Can you go further into that?
0: Yeah, sure, uh, no problem. Let's uh, let's say you don't want to invest your money in Saudi Arabia or China because you don't approve of the regimes. Then there will be funds that mirror those requirements. Likewise, if you don't want your money invested in um, what you see as polluting industries, there will be energy funds that exclude fossil fuel extraction, for example. And likewise, and even less uncontroversially, as with boohoo. If an investment fund emphasizes the ethical treatment of employees, and then uh, they discover that those workers aren't even being paid the minimum wage, well, fund managers will have absolutely no option but to dump the stock almost immediately and thereby push the stock lower.
1: So, uh, boohoo! Um, pun coming up, may be left crying as a result of their bad behavior, yeah? But we've seen some good news from the UK housing market, haven't we?
0: We have, and it's long overdue. Yeah, the the UK housing sector has had a uh, real uh, uh, shot in the arm this week. Firstly, um, from something called the Construction PMI, or Purchasing Managers Index Survey, which saw a very strong rebound in house building in June um, when compared to the month before. And then, of course, on Wednesday afternoon, when the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, stood up in Parliament and delivered his not-so-mini-mini budgets, we had a further boost.
1: And an important announcement about a stamp duty holiday. That's right, he did. Uh, you may not be allowed to go
0: on a real holiday, but at least uh, you can have a stamp duty one. As of Wednesday and running to the end of March next year, the limit to, to which stamp duty kicks in on house purchases rises from £125,000 to half a million pounds, thereby
1: potentially saving a purchase of £15,000. So shares in housing companies reacted well to this. They have to, don't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, very well. Uh, Persimmon, uh, Taylor Wimpy and Barker Group, which is actually incidentally uh, headquartered in uh, Cobham, have all seen rises so far this week of between 5 and 10%. Uh, the change to £500,000 means that now 90% of purchases that occur within the UK are now exempt from stamp duty, uh, which makes it a very well-targeted interpe- intervention by uh, by Rishi. I, I don't know about you, Ian, but it uh, certainly feels to me that the Chancellor... Sunak's personal stock, a bit like uh, the
1: Nasdaq, is also now trading at record highs. Yeah, almost if he's uh, positioning himself for a better job, shall we say. (laughs) Take care, Lee. See you next week. Cheers, Ian. Thank you. In
0: Pritchard and Lee Humphries brought you City Update on Brooklyn's Brooklyn's Radio.